you're listening to a Big MX Radio Podcast. Brought to you by Arma Energy. Presented by Fly Racing, W Wheels, Bill's Pipes, Just One Helmets, X-Brand Goggles, Shades of Grey Custom Helmet Painting, Rhino Power Sports Supplements, Roy Borton Suspension, Watts Perfections, and Golden Tire. Simply the best, motocross and supercross news from around the globe. And now, here's your host, Brad Gephardt. Welcome to the Arma Energy Drink Big MX Radio Podcast Show. Brought to you by Fly Racing, X-Brand Goggles, Bill's Pipes, and Just One Helmets. I am your host, Brad Gebhardt, but with us on the line, uh, she's put the, the whole Canadian Western Women Canadian National Series together, none other than Danae Arnett. She's done a little bit of changes over the last year, including the, including the last name. Danae, how's it going? Pretty good. Uh, just out here at the local track with my husband. He's out riding, and I just get to hang out and watch. Oh, he's got to put the nose to the grindstone because last time I heard you were nipping at his heels as far as uh, lap times go. Yeah, I know. And you know what? He sold our 250 that we were sharing and he bought a 450. So I've been kind of cruising around on that thing. I'm definitely a little bit more timid on that one. So he's got to arm up on me now. No kidding. He's muscling that thing around and and you're having to uh, adjust to a brand new machine. Uh, a little bit of a suspect move, uh, I gotta say. But uh, how are you enjoying the 450? It's not bad. Um, again, it's pretty heavy for somebody like me. Um, I feel yeah. a lot more comfortable on the 250. But I mean, it's fun just to get out and ride again. You are miniature, uh, and yeah, <laughs> it's it is awesome to get back out on the bike. Uh, and uh, what better place to get a 2016 uh, 450 than Schrader's Yamaha? Yeah, actually, he got a, a Honda this year, so switching it up a no bit, I, I don't mind it, but I'm a Yamaha girl, I would much rather have my Yamaha 250 back. You're one of the only Saskatchewan girls that I know that literally bleeds blue, as being a Blue Bomber fan, it's actually nice to see. Yeah, yeah, and Kennedy, she's a all-blue girl too, so... Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. Uh, awesome. So um, let's talk. Let's dive straight into this Western Women's Canadian National Series. Uh, no return from our champ last year. Uh, the the 1W uh, not making her way back to the series, which opened up the door wide open for a bunch of new girls to step forward. And exactly that happened. Tell us a little bit about the scene that got set as we stepped into Kamloops. Um, a lot of buzz around this series. Yeah, round one, Kamloops, everybody gets excited for it. Haley wasn't coming back. She had done some some schooling, and uh, she just didn't have the funds to make it back up, which opened the door again for, for Kennedy and Sarah, and Rachel had just come back from an injury. Brittany Daniluk, Jamie Monroe, Dominique, um, and our... Duffy, yeah. Yeah, and Ka- Camille made her comeback. Maternity mom made it into the top <laughs> ten this year, so proud of her for doing that but yeah there's just lots of buzz going around and uh, nobody kind of knew where they stood going into the first round and it didn't come till till moto one when kennedy dropped the bomb there and kind of took away from everybody which i mean we always want to see some battles out there on the track so i mean it was kind of boring to watch but kennedy did a great job there 
Well, Kennedy, first moto out. Uh, I looked at the lap time. She was running, I believe, at 2.01. The best, the next best lap time was a 2.06. Um, and like a 2.06 is no slouch of a time. These girls were flying out there. Um, and of course, Kennedy coming off of a, a injury riddled off season, uh, preparing for this championship, she was a little bit behind the eight, the eight ball changed to a four stroke rather than her uh, light little two stroke. And, uh, the girl, did she get even taller? Oh my God. She's like an Amazon. She's like six foot yeah. tall. Kenny nice. is a bean. I mean, She's jacked though. I mean, she's got some muscle on her. Yeah, and but so. but she's got some speed. These girls were uh, chasing her down those first uh, four motos, um, but specifically at, at Kamloops, uh, head and shoulders above the rest. And um, but it, it was great to see. I believe uh, 29, 28 girls on the line in Kamloops. In Kamloops, we had a record thirty-one girls, which is thirty-one, uh, right? Amazing to see for the first round, and we kind of expected it to be a little bit higher. But I mean, this is great just to have that many girls lined up on the line for round one. Exactly, and like uh, the track conditions were great. You guys are featured on Saturday, which I believe is still uh, the amateur day. So you guys are basically the the pro entity to the 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 pro weekend uh or to the amateur day um how important is it that you guys get featured on that saturday yeah i mean before when we were on the sunday it was just like a sideshow whereas when we're on the saturday um it gives the girls a chance to be the the professional ride class of that day so everything stops at 11 o'clock and two o'clock all the media personnel come out we have so many fans that come out and watch this all the pro guys that are standing around hanging out for the day, they're all running around the track cheering on the girls. And we have our 32nd board pro men out there. They're just yes. pumped to be a part of it. And it just makes it pretty amazing to watch. And the amount of media that these girls are getting is, is top notch. I mean, it's almost more than some of the guys are getting out there, which is crazy to see. No doubt. You get a uh, little Kyle Swanson out there with his long eyelashes batting at the <laughs> girls while he's got the 32nd board or something like that. Yeah, we got that. We had Kyle Keith, Colton, we got for the last round. Uh, Sean and Bobby are always willing to do that. Yes. And uh, we had Dylan Wright and Kevin Benoit. Beauty. Uh, that's awesome. Um, what are so, so some of the, the newer sponsors that came in? I noticed um, some pretty decent checks being handed out for hole shots and stuff like that. Yeah, this year was definitely top-notch as far as sponsors go. This is the most amount of money we've ever gotten, and I think we made it look really professional this year and everybody uh, was willing to step up and, and help the girls out. We had lots of new sponsors come on board. We had a new whole shot sponsor, Canada's Motorcycle. Um, at Kamloops, we had our biggest purse ever, uh, $1,500 bucks for the top 10. That was from Valley Speed uh, Machine Shop, Valley Motorsports Riders Ed Suspension, and GP Moto. And then we had another top three overall 200 bucks um that was from laminicore racing and then on top of that cmrc gave 100 percent payback uh out to the top 10 that's per moto so i mean almost three thousand dollars just for the first round 
That's unreal. And 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 then that carried forward into uh, Nanaimo. Uh, the the BC rounds especially seemed uh, extremely hotly contested. Um, I think I remember looking at some lap times and like the, the top 10 riders were separated by maybe a second or two. Whereas uh, when you when you look at uh, typical times that you see from like uh, 250 junior or uh, even 250 intermediate motos, they can, a, a lot more disparity in the times, uh, a lot of tight competition in those first two rounds for sure. In fact, the whole, the whole series. Yeah. I mean, Nanaimo was way better as far as like a fan standpoint and sitting there watching. Everybody was really close. Um, I mean, the top five, top 10 girls had fast lap times, much like the, almost the top intermediate riders, which is, is really great to see. Give the boys a little kick in the butt there. And, yes. uh, yeah, the racing was top-notch. Uh, Kennedy actually fell the first moto, which gave Sarah a bit of a lead there. And, I mean, Sarah, she kept right up to Kennedy that second moto, which was great to see. And then Rachel and Brittany, pretty much throughout the whole series, had their little battles going on every round. And as well as Jamie and Dominique, they were switching back and forth. I know some of the um, the overall results there will show that some of the girls finished pretty much the same every moto, but if you're there watching, they battled back and forth throughout the whole motos. hundred percent. And even uh, a girl as far east as Carlisle, Saskatchewan, we're talking about Kate Lease, uh, driving all, all three rounds. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, could be scratching at a top 10 number. Yeah, she got ninth overall in the series. I'm really proud of her, a little Saskatchewan That's girl incredible. making it out there. So really proud of her for for getting that top 10 and uh, also charity box and i know she had some bad luck she really wanted a top 10 this year but just couldn't really pull it together had some some off motos and with it only being a three-round series those those will catch up to you and you can't really make any points back no, exactly. You, you, there is no room for error. Uh, otherwise, the, the championship or a national or a, a top ten number is is out of reach with uh, the top the top girls. Like if there's ten, the top ten girls are at every round. Uh, they're they're gonna they need to score points every single moto. And uh, at the last round, there was as is there thirty eight girls on the line. We actually had forty girls on the line for Calgary. Forty girls. Forty wow. girls. I mean. That's, uh, uh, I was going to say a lot of testosterone pumping, but the uh, the opposite. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And the thing <laughs> is, if we were to get, um, I think Mark had said, even if we got 45 girls, he would let 45 girls ride. Um, we would just do uh, qualifier lap times for our practice, and then uh, the bottom lap times would go behind the gates. So, I mean, it's good that he would let every single girl ride and they'll you pay to, to sign up and ride a national event. So that's what they all got. And we went out with a bang there. That's for sure. So, uh, <clears throat> the girls, they split motos on the, the last, uh, during, uh, Nanaimo and, uh, the, the overall still going to, to Kennedy, correct? Yeah. Yeah. But coming out of, so coming out of that round, Kennedy's looking at a six point gap, uh, on, 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 Sarah and like what 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 is Sarah's mindset coming into the round that uh that like you got to make up six points on a girl who uh isn't going to give it up easily um put it like you've chased down a championship before what what's that quite like yeah I know Sarah's a really hard-working girl she never wants to see anybody get hurt obviously and be out for a round she wants to to rise up to the challenge and and do her best so 
going into the last round, I know she just wanted to stay focused. She wanted to be consistent and try and win both motos and do the best she can, and she would be happy with that. Exactly. You basically control what you can control and let the chips fall where they may. Uh, and unfortunately, Kennedy unable to line up for the the, the, the last round, basically surrendering the championship to uh, anyone else within swinging distance. Um, you're, you're pretty close to the what would be champ. Uh, what was what was her um, the, the mood going into Calgary? Yeah, I know uh, she was really excited. She wanted to get the the West Championship and the overall because she knew uh, this would be Mayan Camille's last season doing it. So she really, really wanted to get that overall, but unfortunately had a, a tip over here at her local track on uh, the Wednesday night. And I just heard today that she tore her ACL and her MCL. So she's going to see the surgeon tomorrow. And she's a very humble girl. And uh, I know she was excited for Sarah that Sarah got the overall and I mean, the whole atmosphere in the women's racing, everybody's really pumped for everybody and all the hard work that goes in is is paid off. Could even a hug from the great Dean Wilson even even help at all at that point? Oh, no. Kennedy, she doesn't even know who half the, the men riders are out there. No, not concerned either, probably. No, no. No, they have to look out for her. Uh, too bad to hear about the MCL and the ACL. Um most likely reconstruction going on there. Like ACL is pretty much the only way you can do it. MCL, I did that last year. It's uh, eight weeks off the bike minimum. Um, and like that's the second time in the last 12 months that she's seen injuries to a girl who uh, really hasn't seen that too much. How how important is it that she stays strong during this time period? Yeah, she'll definitely stay, stay strong. She's got a, a good head on her shoulders and she knows she what she has to do to to keep going and she's got all of her Loretta Lynn stuff to look forward to and, and Walton. So I know she's going to heal up fast. She's, she's not a Debbie downer. That's for sure. So she'll be uh, into recovery as soon as possible. Right on. So your, your, uh, rundown or top three for us. Uh, I know Sarah's in the number one spot, uh, and number three ended up being Danilek. My, the number two spot is escaping me right now. Forgive me. That's Rachel Springman. She got second overall. Yeah, I was really pumped for her. Rachel has been a part of the series since uh, it pretty much started when uh, 2006. That's when I met her, the the first year that the series even started. No doubt. She's been doing it every year since. She got injured last year. She really wanted to get a championship, and we were all rooting for her. But she did her best, and second overall, you can't complain about that. No, like uh, I, I'd only dream about having a big number two on the front of my bike, and I might have to uh, uh, change my names and uh, my name and switch number plates to make that happen. Probably still couldn't do it, but um, to, let us know how how proud you were to put this series together. You mentioned earlier that this will be the last time that you and Camille uh, take this on as an endeavor for the two of you to uh, really take the reins on. Uh, how proud were you to see this really unfold and the competition and just see how much you've elevated it over the last three years, four years? Yeah, I mean, Camille and I have been part of the series. We've taken it over. Uh, this is our, our fourth year doing it. I remember the the first year that we did it, we weren't sure who was going to show up, if, if sponsors were going to come on board. We didn't know how to market this stuff. So the first year was pretty low-key and as the the years went on, we got more and more sponsors. This year was definitely uh, 
the best we've ever seen it as far as riders go and uh, the sponsors that we got on board and we really make it look professional we try and do our best for our sponsors and what they can put for our series and of course we can't give them tv time or anything but we definitely pump it up through facebook and, and social media and all that and uh, the amount of riders that show up and and support us and support this class is i mean it's more than we could ever imagine and having 40 girls line up at that last round was uh pretty heart-wrenching and it was good to see um you know lots of the girls i mean top 15 pretty much did the entire series and they all have fun and we get a lot of thank yous at the end of the day and and everybody enjoys doing it so we just hope that that it continues on we definitely don't want to see it die out we hope it goes up from here and next year uh christy moore sarah king and sierra ross are going to take it over so i can only see uh, nothing but good things from that no kidding. The uh, the next the next set are coming through, and of course, uh, I gotta imagine you'll you'll leave yourself available for suggestion and uh, and encouragement and uh, a few leads as far as um, uh, sponsorships and stuff like that. Cultivating those relationships, and uh, I gotta say, um, if if you had told me four years ago that you'd have three different uh, internet radio shows uh, dedicating time to interview uh, the Women Canadian National Series, I probably would have questioned you, but like that's totally legitimate. Brett Worrell over with the Canadian Moto Show, guaranteed MX and myself all taking time to uh, give you guys coverage and, uh, and ho helping grow women's motocross here in Canada. Yeah, I mean, we can't thank you guys all enough for, for what you guys do from a media standpoint. It's it's top notch what you guys do for the girls and it's totally out of your own time. And I think you guys have seen us. Um, we're obviously not looking to make any money out of this. So you see the kind of heart that we put into it and you guys give it right back and we can't thank you guys enough for that. Hey, we thank you for giving, uh, giving us the opportunity to, uh, like you said, grow the sport and encourage women to come out because uh, you guys had girls as far north as uh, Edmonton and even there, I know there's even a couple of competitors from Whistler who hit every round. That's incredible that people will travel and compete and uh, take in every round, 40 girls on the line. Um, you should be very proud of, of what you've accomplished and uh, ha have this ball start to roll forward and uh, continue on yeah again it can only go up from here um great stuff for women's motocross in canada and actually one of the girls in calgary came up to us and said she didn't race last year but she came out and watched she was uh really kind of intimidated last year but she saw how much fun all these girls had she came out and raced this year and and is definitely coming back next year which is all we want to hear we want to see all these girls come out and have fun Absolutely, and um, I honestly, I would love to be able to see the series grow as far as the rounds and eventually see a fourth round series go all the way to Regina. Of course, that would be more in your backyard as well as give the opportunity for uh, more Manitobans to join the series because as it stands, uh, a little bit more travel would be involved for uh, our girls to, to line up. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm always disappointed to not see more Manitoban girls line up, but we did have one uh, representative in uh, Jamie Routley out, out there at every round as she uh, is the, uh, I guess she's the Garth to the Wayne of, of um, D Dakotas and uh, Routley. Yeah, Jamie was definitely a good add to the series. She was very thankful for everything. She's a good rider. She finished 21st in the series. Um, if she keeps riding, she could definitely get a top 10. So hopefully she comes back next year and uh, 
like you said, um, we have definitely been trying to have a fourth round added on, but unfortunately that's not up to us. Um, we have uh, been talking to Brett Lee and Mark Perrin about having an East-West shootout, which would be something really cool to add to the series and, and make it more legit for everyone. So we're still working on that, and uh, hopefully that something like that can work out next year. Well, I've thrown this idea to one of the track promoters locally, uh, Kyle McCannell. He run, he operates uh, Prairie Hill MX, and he's talked about it many a time that he would love to host an East-West shootout smack dab in the middle of Canada. No one's got a, a home race advantage uh, unless one of the local girls decides to pony up and uh, and and take her take her hand at uh, at. at professional and, and national racing uh it would be really cool to see uh the 1w and the 1e uh lined up next to each other uh here in manitoba that would be really cool yeah that would definitely be pretty cool especially having it in the middle where everybody kind of has to travel the same amount nobody's ever yeah. been to that track before so it would even out the the playing ground there and would definitely be good to see Definitely, and, and maybe that'd be something that uh, pulls uh, our our girls east or west. You know what I mean? Like it's not too much of a stretch for us to, to drive to uh, to go for dunes and stuff like that, and it shouldn't be that much of a stretch to uh, to drive to Calgary. It's twelve hours, man. I mean, it's, it's not that crazy. But um, uh, as far as um, what's to come, I guess uh, you're you're leaving it in the hands of the girls that come come after you. Um, what would you like to see? I mean, obviously, we don't want to see it die down. And uh, today we talked to the girls and said that we would definitely help out and be behind the scenes if they needed anything, um, especially for the first year, because that's all about uh, learning how to deal with everybody and, and make sure everything looks good and all that. So I think it'll go up from here. Um, there's lots of things they could add. There's lots that they've been talking about already for next year. So it seems like they're really excited Uh I just hope everybody shows up again and and makes it as good as this past year has been. Absolutely, I hope they continue signing, showing up for you. And uh, uh, any chance that we might see uh, yourself uh, on the line ever again at, at a professional race? I don't think so, man. I retired, so <laughs> my legs pretty beat up. You're like up. the goat. You went out on top. Exactly. I don't want to look like a total goon if I get lapped out there or anything. Okay, I, I sincerely doubt that would have, that would happen for you, but uh, yeah, definitely uh, um, keep keep the legacy intact. Well, um, I really appreciate you taking some time and just uh, kind of going over the series with us a little bit and uh, highlighting some some of the girls who put in a great effort. Uh, is there anyone like you'd like to thank before uh, we head to commercial and uh, bring on the 2015 Western Western Canadian Women's National Champion? Yeah, I just I can't thank Camille enough for for sticking beside me. We did this for four years, and we've seen it grow, and and we're happy for where it's at. And um, our husbands for putting up with us, and uh, having to help us out at each round this year was a, a big bonus. And for anybody who's ever raced the series, thank you for coming out and supporting the women, and and hope to see you guys all back next year. And again, to all of our sponsors, I should name them off again because we wouldn't be here without them. Canada's Motorcycle, Valley Speed, um, Valley Speed Motorsports, Riders Edge Suspension, GP Moto, Laminicor Racing, CMRC, Dunlop, Fly Dragon, FXR, Fox Atlas, Canadian Moto Show, Evans Cooling, Just One Helmets, Chorley Designs, Motovan, Matrix, Mile Zero, um, Alternative Groove Board Shop, 
kindred snowboards, those cool snowboards that we had in Nanaimo. Um, let's see, Cycle North Power Sports, who gave out the Most Improved Rider Award to Maddie Watt this year. Um, Des Hildebrandt for donating that amazing artwork she did in Calgary, and we raffled it off for some purse money. Yeah. And the Lucas Boffman Memorial Fund, Trim Effects Signing Design, who's done all of our signage throughout the years. It looks very professional. And to Schrader's Yamaha, who was our main sponsor this year. And uh, just thank you to everybody. It's been uh, a great four years, and can't wait to see where women's motocross grows in the future. Onward and upward, my friend. Uh, it's been great to uh, spend some time with you, and uh, I absolutely would love to uh, get your get you on again next year to uh, be a more be, be a little bit more of an analyst rather than a uh, promoter. Yeah, absolutely. I would love to do that for sure. Right on. Well, uh, I'm going to get your your champion on the phone right away here, so uh, I'll let you go. Um, Head out to the track, write something mean on the pit board, and uh, maybe get that guy to drop his times a little bit. Thanks, Brad. And again, thanks again for for doing this for women's motocross in Canada. We uh, couldn't be more thankful. Hey, I love it. You uh, you have yourself a great night. Yeah, you too. Thanks. All right, guys. All right, guys. All right, guys. It's time for a commercial. For a commercial. If there's one item to be picky about, it's choosing the right helmet. I'm Andrew Short, and I choose the F2 Carbon from Fly Racing. You too can wear the exact same helmet I wear, Trey Kennard wears, Jimmy Albertson wears, and many others. The F2 Carbon is a helmet loaded with details that make a huge difference in comfort and safety. Lightweight materials, phenomenal airflow, and a super comfortable, sweat-absorbing liner, and generous eye port design to accommodate any goggle choice are just a few. And did I mention how super trick these helmets look? Straight off the shelf and onto the racetrack. If you are looking for one amazing helmet, look no further than the F2 Carbon from Fly Racing. For more information about Fly Helmets and other products from Fly Racing, visit them on the web at flyracing.com. What's wrong, Jeff? I don't know, Jay. Well, you better fuel up with a nutritious breakfast with Oats and Bran. Oats and Bran? I didn't think there was such a thing. That's what I used to think. Now, I start out every morning with a bowl of Amigos. For extreme kids like us. That's what I call fueling for the big ride. Hey kids, start out every morning with a fat bowl. When it comes to helmets, there is just one. The helmet brand that is. Just One Helmets is tailor-made for motocross and street bike riding, and now available in North America. Who chooses Just One? Well, for starters, Tim Geiser, winner of the Italian round in MX2, David Philipparts, Vicky Golden, Trevor Reese, as well as David Pulley. And you know what? So do I. I choose Just One Helmets because they are simply the safest, lightest, and most comfortable lid available. Want to know more about Just One Helmets? Check them out on the web at www.justonehelmets.com. Find out about the J12, the J32, and all of the colorways that are absolutely blow your socks off. So guys, please head over to www.justonehelmets.com today. Go check them out. You won't be disappointed. 
stronger than steel. So what that means is it can move much faster. 2014 X-Brand Goggles is back and better than ever. From the Scatter X, Volcano and Phantom Goggle, X-Brand has the product to make you stand out on race day. The quality of X-Brand products is second to none. Great lenses, incredible frame, and a strap that doesn't wear out. Great tear-offs, zip-off systems, nose guard, and more. Check out eksbrand.com for all of the accessories and pricing. WUSA is your one-stop shop for quality wheel sets in America. All of the best components built for the toughest conditions. Hit up WUSA.com, that's D-U-B-Y-A-U-S-A.com right now and check out the custom wheel builder selection. Pick your rims, pick your hubs, pick your spokes, even pick your nipples and see what it's going to look like on your bike. On the website you'll drool over components like XL and DID rims, Talon and Kite aluminum hubs, Galfer and Brembo brakes, and spokes that take a licking and keep on ticking. The same wheels that you buy are built by the same guys who are building wheels for Ryan Dungey, Jeremy Martin, Chad Reed, and the entire Geico Honda team. And I kid you not, if they are not told whose wheels are whose, they just build amazing product. And I want you guys in a set of W wheels. So do what I did and head to dubyausa.com today. WUSA, all things wheels. What's up, guys? It's time to talk a little bit about Roy Borden Race. He's the performance specialist. Suspension, making a motor work, balancing a bike, or just maintenance. He's got the tools and know-how to make sure that your bike is ready on race day or practice. Roy Borden has strength in years of experience and the best technology and best tools at his disposal. Whether you're getting your forks redone, seals, or a full, full-blown rebuild on your forks or, or shock. Call up Roy Borton today at 204-633-2722. And we're back. Hope you liked those commercials. Uh, we're here uh, not so live on the Big MX radio podcast show brought to you by W Wheels, X-Brand Goggles, Fly Racing, Bill's Pipes, and uh, of course, guys over at Just One Helmets, John Cluter, always really appreciate all the things that they do, but uh, now, switching gears from uh, one of the past champions, one of the girls who put all these things together, uh, to one of the girls that's going to be taking the reins next year, and uh, she cashed in her three, her uh, her Mike Brown number three in for a big, bold number one for the 2016 season, I'm talking about the champ, normally runs the, the 199, that's none other than Sarah King. Sarah, how's it going? I'm pretty good. How are you? Not too bad. Not too bad. It's a beautiful Thursday afternoon. Let's call it evening here in in Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada, because it's eight o'clock my time. It's six o'clock your time because you're two hours behind me because you're on the beautiful coast when I'm in the prairies. It sucks, but uh, you got the number one plate, girl. Uh, I got to imagine that smile has not stopped going from ear to ear from uh, the whole week going. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely just stayed. I've so my social media has just absolutely been blowing up. 
nonstop. Nice. And every time I think it's settled down, something else happens, and then I get smiling again. Like today, um, Matt Coleman released his video from our from the Calgary round, and it just every time I watch it, it puts a smile on my face. Well, especially got to put a smile on the face of the girl who's out front styling on her uh, Cycle North Honda. Uh, tell us a little bit about uh, how you prepar- prepared for this season, um, a really successful one for you. Yeah, this year I had um, I worked all winter, saved up a bunch of money, uh, quit my job, went down to California and trained there for a month with my teammate Summer Knowles and Sierra Roth came and joined us and then I went up to Edmonton from there and I rode at Roth's house for another month because I don't have a track close to home so it was just easier to go there because they have one in their yard and I rode there and then we the nationals came around pretty quick and then once we started the nationals it's like we blinked and they were already over. No kidding. Uh, honestly, the all three races happen in the span of uh, what? Not really more than. Th- th- honestly, it's it's more like two weeks. More than like it's like it's a yeah. It's like the first round. Seven days later, you have the second round. Seven days later, you have the last round. Uh, bing bang boom. Uh, a couple of two moto scores of second place in the first first round uh, at at Kamloops. Do you have a lot of time on that track? Um, this year I didn't even get a chance to ride Kamloops before we had went there for the round, for round one, but, um, last year I had been there, well, actually last year I think I only got to race there once, um, back when I was on minis we were there a few times a year racing, but then they cut down the amount they had there, so I used to have a lot of hours on that track, not so much now. Right on. Well, uh, a, a common stomping ground for you. Probably had a few more laps than uh, than Kennedy on that track, but nevertheless, uh, the girl came out and uh, and dropped the bomb on you guys. Uh, double moto score with the win, but uh, you came right back the very next uh, weekend and uh, split motos with her. Um, what's it like to uh, go toe to toe with uh, with a girl like that? Yeah, well, like I've said a few times before now, um, I knew going into Kamloops with it being a sand track, Kennedy would be really fast um, with her being down and riding sand all winter, basically. So I knew Kamloops would be really tough, but I left there with, you know, I was still confident that I could, you know, um, show her a wheel or two and... um, once we got onto the hard pack, then I was right there with her, and we were basically putting in the same lap times. Yeah, exactly. I looked at lap times uh, from the, the Nanaimo round and uh, was surprised to see that uh, somehow, in the like, like as far as lap times go, you'd almost found five seconds a lap as far as uh, uh, evening the playing field uh, and and winning one moto and nipping at her heels at the other one. Um, huge confidence booster for you moving into the final round uh, in which you uh, put an exclamation point on it. You captured that number one plate. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, I just knew that on the hard pack, that's all I've ever really ridden was hard pack, so I knew it'd be good there. Unlike pretty much every rider on the planet, I actually kind of like Nanaimo. <laughs> I don't really know why, but I think the fact that I had a positive attitude about riding there, I think that helped a lot that weekend. Absolutely. Um, 
for to, to say that you like Nanaimo, uh, I think you and Darcy Lange are pretty much the only two that would say something quite like that. <laughs> uh, but um, obviously somewhere where you excel, uh, you, you and Kennedy separated yourselves from the rest of the field. And, uh, and then the, the third round uh, came around and uh, unfortunately your, uh, your combatant wasn't there on the line with you, a practice crash during the week. Uh, but, but, in my opinion, that almost would put more pressure on you, knowing that uh, you needed to have some solid motos to uh, to wrap things up. Yeah, uh, basically after I heard that she had got hurt um, and wouldn't be there, every single person that would talk to me about it after was like, just don't let the pressure get to you and all this stuff. But really, <laughs> I, I wasn't letting it get to me because I was more bummed about the fact she had got hurt than anything. So... I didn't let it get to me and I went out and I whole shot in moto one and led the whole thing. And then moto two, I kind of spun out of the gate and I found my way to the front anyways. And so I went one, one and I was still pretty happy with that, even though she wasn't there. Fair enough. Absolutely. Uh, um, you, you got to stay healthy to, uh, to win championships. And, and that's something you were able to, uh, to accomplish. Um, Tell us a little bit about your particular bike setup. Uh, how old are you? I'm 18. 18 years young, uh, and uh, not the like. How how tall are you roughly? <laughs> I'm about five two ish. Five two ish on uh, a two fifty f full size motorcycle. Uh, do you do anything uh, different to uh, maybe uh, shrink the bike a little bit to uh, to someone of your stature? Um, actually we, I don't, um, a lot of short girls, I know they cut the subframe and stuff like that, but mm-hmm. we've just left it. I have my suspension completely set up for me from RMR. He, uh, does that all for me. And then really I just, at the start line, I always have blocks. <laughs> That's basically it. There you go. Blocks off the start and, uh, hope you don't have to, uh, stand at a weird angle to kick it over, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, as far as uh, being a top competitor in this series, obviously last year holding the number three means that uh, you were very very much at the front of the pack the year previous uh, and then took a big step forward. How important is it to go down south during the, the, the fall or the, the winter time, put in those laps and basically be in uh, what we would call mid-season form uh, from the time that the gate drops in Kamloops? Yeah, I think it's actually super important to just get all that seat time like this year was the first year I've ever got that much riding in um before the gate drops for round one like it was insane we were down in California for a full month and we rode 22 days of it like it was just incredible amount of seat time on the bike and it definitely helped me out a ton this year right on uh Tell us a little bit about Cycle North. Uh, they're on they're on your shroud, so they gotta be a b- big supporter of you. Tell us a little bit about their involvement, uh, their support of you, and being teammates with the Seven Double Deuce. Yeah, um, Cycle North uh, and Courtney Lloyd—they've been behind me for this is my sixth year with them, and Courtney has supported me through everything. You know, she's been helping me out when I since I got my first 150. And I was still on small wheels then, and then I got the 125 and moved up to the 250, and she's been there every step of the way. So with her help and her being so involved in the whole industry, like you said, having Adam and stuff like that, it's 
crazy because she can just help me out so much. And this year, Courtney, um, she was actually being the media for, like, helping out with a bunch of that stuff for the OTSFF team. Yep. And so she actually um, got Bobby K helping me pick my gates at the round. So it was really cool. That is pretty cool. And, uh, of course, uh, you've got to feel encouraged with all of the media attention that the Women's Series has gotten. Uh, I was just talking with uh, with Danae about it. Three different podcasts, three different internet radio shows that are uh, are talking about you guys, talk, interviewing your racers. And uh, I understand that you're going to be a little bit more involved in the series in the, the, the years to come. Uh, having Guaranteed MX, the Canadian Moto Show, and myself, uh, all, all interviewing you guys make, uh, and uh, putting things together for you. Uh, it's, it's all systems go for Canadian Moto. Yeah, exactly. The amount of uh, media and stuff like that that has been happening this year with our series is incredible. It's definitely um, brought us up to a level where a lot of people are hearing about us and that kind of thing. And, you know, there's a lot of stuff about uh, our round three with 40 women on the gate and stuff like that. So it helps out a lot when people are hearing about it and they want to support our series. And next year, yeah, I've I've kind of been volunteered to help a little more. Um, Sierra Roth has kind of volunteered me in that sense, but I do, of course, want to give back to this series and everything Camille and Danae built up. I don't want it to just fall apart, so of course I will try and help. For sure, get uh, some of those, uh, some of your sponsors more involved. Uh, make those connections, build those relationships, and. Uh, make a, a better future for women's moto because it's girls like Danae and uh, and Camille who have paved the way for you guys to be able to enjoy the series that you do and uh, all of those prizes. I got to know you're, you've been on the receiving end of, of a bunch of those, including a pretty wicked snowboard. Uh, I know it's got the number two on it, but uh, any chance you're going to be shredding on that, on that thing or what? Or is that just yeah, a Yeah, that, that snowboard is pretty sick. And I actually, my winter sport is snowboarding. Like, I love yeah. doing that. When I was in high school, I would actually um, do the high school ski and board team, and I was actually racing competitively with it and stuff like that. So it's super tempting to use that board, but I haven't decided if I will or not yet. Ah, I'd say mount that thing up, put uh, put some time on it. Are you trying to say that you were doing full-blown snowboard racing with the speed suit and the directional board the whole bit? Oh no, that not that much. Um, okay, good. Oh, phew. You know, I I competed in freestyle skiing, and before I was in freestyle, I raced, and they asked me to put on one of those skinny suits, and I said, nope, sorry, I can't do it. No, no, I didn't wear one of those. I did. Uh, my favorite was doing the border cross, so it was basically like a moto track except down down a hill. Oh yeah, I I competed in as well. Of course, the ski skier cross for us, and uh, yeah. it's exactly moto. It's just get get your elbows in front of people and uh, and carry that momentum through the corners. That's really cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> good, coming up, living up in Canada, you got to have a winter sport. Um, so yours is uh, is snowboarding. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I loved snowboarding. This winter, I didn't get to do as much because I was working all the time. But of course, it's definitely still a love of mine. No doubt. Uh, so plans for the rest of the summer, uh, are you just going to like uh, print off a couple of number one plates, uh, put them <laughs> on a chain and just like walk around the track like uh, um, like you own the place? 
Well, uh, this weekend I'll be doing the local race in Prince George. Um, that's the closest one to home I have, so a lot of my family like to go to it and stuff. So I'll be there this weekend, and then I think Signing there's... autographs. <laughs> no, no. But I think there's a few more scattered races in um, our local series, and then it's being pretty heavily discussed of about going to Walton again. So we'll see what happens there pretty expensive so we're we're trying to make a very smart decision about it no kidding you want to go there uh, and know that you can compete and, uh, and and know that it's within the budget um that's excellent to hear and it's uh it sounds like you've got a lot of great people around you uh that have uh, that helped you along the way very supportive uh tell us a little bit about uh how you came to motocross in the first place and uh who who introduced you to it and i, I got to imagine there's a parent uh on um, that who owns this landline we're talking on who uh <laughs> is is very proud of you and uh, has a, has has had a lot of has had a lot to say in the skill you have on a motorcycle yeah um it was actually my cousin was the first one that was on a dirt bike and he was racing and then my aunt and uncle offered to bring me to just watch at a race, um, which would have been probably 11 years ago. And I watched them, and then the winter rolled around, and then in that spring, I was nagging at my parents that I wanted a bike, so they bought me a little CRF-70, and I had that for a few months. And the same aunt and uncle actually they brought me to a race and they just told my parents that they would bring the bike as like a pit bike and then they signed me up and I raced <laughs> there you go and in with both feet yeah so that was that and then I think I only had that CRF 70 for probably four months before I got an actual like motocross bike I had a Suzuki 65 so a Suzuki 65, not to be mistaken for the Kawasaki 65, which is totally <laughs> different, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah I think that's... actually um, a few times when we'd buy parts for it, they would actually say Kawasaki on them. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that, that's that's part of the uh, the 2004 <laughs> Kawasaki-Suzuki merger where uh, Kawas yeah. uh, Suzuki got the 65, the 110, and the Kawasaki 100. Uh, yeah. And for in exchange, Kawasaki got the uh, the KLX 125, which was a trail bike, and then they shared that uh, sad excuse for a 250F that uh, unfortunately yours truly had to compete on. <laughs> oh man <laughs> yeah that thing was uh was heavy and boiled over like it was his job but uh i loved it all the same um you got to have a, a, a list of sponsors behind you that are uh, helping you all get uh, get to the races uh look extra fresh all the time because you've always got cute looking gear on or badass looking gear are you guys cute or are you badass i can't remember uh you could say badass Fair enough. You guys are always looking absolutely stunning out there uh, and absolutely styling and profiling. Uh, who are your sponsors? Yeah, I'd like to thank Cycle North and Honda Canada, Armour Suspensions and H2R Fox Shocks, Spy Optics, Northern Gateway Parts Canada, OTSFF, Motovan, Ryan Lockhart and Atlas Brace, Mongoose Machine, Tre Treasure Cove Casino, McLean Trucking, Fort Machine Works, my grandpa, my mom and dad, my aunt and uncle, Courtney Lloyd for continuing to support me, my teammate Summer Knowles, and uh, Sierra Roth for everything she does for me and the whole Roth family. 
There you go. Quite the list. Uh, surprised that you'd actually thank a guy like Salty. He's, uh, he's not really all that helpful whatsoever, but uh, always <laughs> like to have him on the show. Yeah. Excellent. So um, looking forward to talking to you uh, again in one year's time, uh, hopefully in a bit of a, a season preview, and uh, wouldn't mind having you on to uh, do a little bit of analysis for uh, the uh, the Eastern series that starts up as we uh, we head east in a few weeks here. All right. I mean, I don't know a whole lot about the East Riders, but... <laughs> Well, you probably know them a whole, whole heck of a lot better than I do, and unfortunately, there aren't any uh, uh, Manitoban girls that'll be heading east. So uh, we'll we'll do a little bench racing. Sound good? All right. <laughs> Sounds good. Um, as always, thank you for coming on the show. Really appreciate it, and you have yourself an awesome night. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to the Big MX Podcast, brought to you by X Brand Goggles. Be sure to check out our archive for episodes you may have missed. Check out our website at BigMXRadio.com for more content.